With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's World for Master Builders Victoria. Get expert legal advice, become a Master Builders Victoria member today. And for Athena Home Loans, pay down your home loan faster with Athena. Keep your text coming through as well. 40 Winks Temper Text, 0433981116. I'll keep reading out a heap of texts during the course of the next couple of hours of the program. And we'll head back to your calls very shortly on that open line for more Midday Madness. So 1300 736 736, anything you'd like to discuss. Head back to your calls very shortly. By the way, a couple of texts that have come through on uh, Geelong. Said it before and I'll say it again. Don't listen to the fools, Duano. I'm a Geelong hating Richmond supporter and I never notice you mention them more than any other side. Keep up the great work. Uh, thanks for that positive text. But another one here, um, Duano, um, how are you going to talk to Jack Scrimshaw without mentioning the Cats? Uh, Cam from Chernside Park. It's almost going to be impossible to talk to Jack Scrimshaw without mentioning the Cats, given that the Hawks play the Cats tomorrow. And the Star Hawks defender's been good enough to join me. Jack, welcome to the program. Great to have you on. Thanks, Wayne. Appreciate you having me on, mate. It's really good to have you on. I think there's a lot of excitement around Hawthorne. You've sort of done some hard yards last year and tried to you know, redefine yourselves as a club and as a team and try and get this game plan down pat, it took a it took a tough year, but it looks like you might be on the improvement curve this year in the eyes of many. Yeah, we cer- certainly think so. Um, look, we think that we've got enough talent at the footy club to make um, make some yeah sort of teams think about us a little bit more, and um, yeah, hopefully we can put some good performances together. But yeah, we're all just focusing on developing really quickly, and um, we know we're a little bit younger and uh, a little bit more inexperienced, but yeah, we're not going to let that hold us down. We're going to try and compete and, um, yeah, see what we can do. We're going to watch you in action tomorrow against the Cats, so I'm looking forward to being there at GMHBA Stadium. There's been a lot of talk this preseason about ball movement and game styles from various people from AFL clubs. Uh, it seems like everyone wants to play faster and more daring and take on the inside kicks into congestion because the risk factor is going to be something that teams will take on. You You did do that last year, even though sometimes it was to your detriment. Um, is that something that you think you you can get better at because your skill level gets better at picking off those inside kicks? How are you going to do it this year? Yeah, look, we'll probably be doing um, most of the same stuff we were trying out last year. Um, obviously, we want to be an attacking team. Um, so, yeah, we've got a lot of um, good users in the, in the back line that, that are able to sort of pull off those those dangerous kicks. Um, so, yeah, look, we'll continue to go for them and um, try to bring our strength to the team. But, um, yeah, it's definitely a theme with, with most clubs trying to, you know, get through the corridor and really pierce the defence. So uh, we'll be looking to do that for sure. It's interesting watching the Cats play their scrimmage game the other day, though, because they seemed to have an instinct to go to where the space was. So even though it looked like you thought they wanted to go inside from half-back, the space was outside, so they used it and simply went outside. Um, do you think teams is that is that a general thought process? As soon as you get it at half back, what's your what's your immediate first thought? Is it to go where the space is, go inside, uh, go to where you've got a runner for a handball? What's your immediate first thought? 
Yeah, absolutely. You got to you got to assess multiple options, really. I think that you know if there's space that that's there, I think yeah, we'd all be encouraged to take that space and and know that's probably going to be the quickest way for us to to go inside fifty and score. So. Um, yeah, you sort of got to be as the kicker. You got to be in the driver's seat. You got to, you know, um, make the decisions, and um, you got to do what you think that is going to be the most attacking thing for us to be able to score. And does it look forward more than the old looking back? Because there was a time when halfbacks sort of looked back as their first option. And when I say looking forward, even a forty-five degree forward handball these days seems like we're going to get that a bit more—a ten-meter forty-five degree or forward handball over the top. Yeah, it's a bit of a theme. Like, you look at Richmond a few years ago and they, they were all just, you know, the mentality was just to get the ball forward at all costs. And I think that's flowed on through through most of the AFL. Um, but, yeah, look, as I said, look, if if you think that a good option, um, you know, is to go around or is to go a little bit backwards, I think, yeah, you just got to make that decision. But, um, yeah, look, we'll be, you know, as most teams, they try to get the ball forward and, and try and get in, inside 50 as quick as possible. And we'll be trying to do that as well. And a switch kicker like you have been as well when you try to switch play to the other side, the kick that travels through the air quickly seems to be more valuable than the kick that sort of, it might go 45, but it sits there for an eternity and sets your guy up. Um, It seems like teams are practising that or giving it to that ball user who has the quicker kick through the air as well. Yeah, definitely. We practise a whole range of different kicks and... um... Yeah, I guess you just got to take what what the opposition opposition gives you, and um, that could be a longer one, that could be a shorter one. Um, but yeah, it's probably about patience and trying to you know work your way around the defence and see if you can expose them because holes generally open up. James Sicily, what style is he going to bring to the table? Yeah, he's uh, um, yeah, it's, a, it's interesting with Sis. He's, he's uh, on what he's how he's perceived by the public. He's a really sort of um, you know, um, angry sort of operator, but just yeah, amongst the group, he's he's so caring, and you know, he, he puts his arm around around all of us, and he's a completely different guy to what he's perceived as by the public. Um, so look, just the yeah, and I find that his actions um, on the field just is the is the best way of to describe him as a leader. He'll he'll, um, he'll show the way. Um, and he'll definitely look to speak when when he needs to speak. But um, he'll definitely yeah look for look for others to help him out. And um, it's not going to just be his responsibility to lead us. It's going to be a whole sort of team approach. And uh, we'll de- definitely try our best to support him as best as possible. And having younger captains, I know we've had this sort of era where there's been so many great captains that they've captained on to the age of 31, 32, 33. But having slightly younger guys, you're 24, so I'm counting 24, 25, 26 is still young in comparison. That kind, of, that kind of middle group age of players is is a team that, you know, even though Sicily's your captain, you're kind of a leader too now, Jack. You've been at the Hawks, or you're entering your fifth season as a Hawk. Yeah, yeah. Look, there's a lot of lot of players around my sort of age that are that are really looking to step up in this in this space. You know, you got. You got Dylan Moore, another one. CJ. Um, you got Will Day, that's a little bit younger, but he's coming through and um, showing some really good leadership qualities. So, um, look, we're well placed in in that sort of space. Um, so, yeah, looking to continue to develop and and trying to bring the younger guys as well that are that are below us to to um, yeah improve their leadership because that's probably going to be the the best way and the quickest way for us to to get where we want to get to. 
Where's Carl Amon going to play, do you think? Where will we see him tomorrow? Yeah, he'll play tomorrow. So, yeah, he'll, he'll spend spend time throughout the midfield um, on the wing. He, we know that he's a quality player. He'll, he'll add to our sort of ball movement um, with his, you know, elite kicking and, and decision-making. So we're looking forward to having him as a, as a good player for us. And Sam Mitchell is obviously evolved as a coach as well. He was, you know, young in the position and was maybe also learning on the job a bit. Uh, what kind of Sam Mitchell do you get in comparison, like you were saying, with James Sicily to the Sam Mitchell we think he is? Yeah, look, the the ability for Mitch, he's, he's able to have the tough conversations and then a um, bit of that sort of soft love and hard love sort of, sort of stuff. Um, you know, really wants to put our, his arms around us when, when we need it, but obviously, yeah, giving us a kick up the backside when we need that as well. So he's got the, he's got a good balance, Sam, and, um, you know, hasn't been out of the game for too long, so he sort of knows what it's like, you know, being being a player in the in the modern era. And, um, yeah, he's uh, really understanding and, and, yeah, knows exactly sort of how, how we operate and things like that. So he's been, yeah, he's been quality. And it's a new era, really, with the Hawks. Alistair Clarkson was a coach for such a long time, and you had so many great older players, but a lot of them have have, have retired or gone elsewhere. It seems like, you know, the core that you've got there now is going to be your long-term core, and you guys have to get it right. The onus is on you. Yeah, definitely. Look, I, I arrived to Hawthorne end of 2018, and, and there's been, yeah, crazy amount of change since then. Um, and yeah, obviously coming coming down from that from the three peat era, and um, yeah, a lot of older players that have that have gone, and um, especially yeah, Clarko leaving. So yeah, it's a lot a lot of change, and um, but yeah, we feel like you know we've got a lot of talent on the list now, and um, yeah, we've got a good good young group of core players that, that are going to drive us forward, and and yeah, hopefully get us back to the top. Will Lloyd Meek play tomorrow? Yeah, he'll be there tomorrow. He's another another good recruit for us. We think he'll play he'll play forward and through the rock and he's a big body, so he'll be good for us around the ground and add some physicality. You've also got a game down at Tassie, uh, I think next Thursday against Collingwood down at UTAS. So you get a good look at a couple of really good teams this preseason. You get Geelong and Collingwood. Yeah, some of the best from from last season. So it'll be good for um, good for us to sort of test what we've been practicing throughout the preseason. Um, everyone sort of thinks that they're going pretty well, you know, against each other until you actually verse opposition. So it'll be a good test for us um, and looking forward to doing against the best. How much should we read into it? Because I know that you guys at this time of year are only looking at what you're trying to do and affect that as, a t- as opposed to, you know, forward scouting the opposition and trying to look really hard into what they're going to do and counter it. Um, sorry, do you mind saying that again? Sorry, mate. Yeah, so how much of it, is it just about what you're trying to do this week and next week in those practice games and no forward scouting, um, just trying to refine your own act as opposed to round one where you'll forward scout your opposition and, and try and play with a game style that's going to counteract what they're trying to do? Yeah, absolutely. Look, yeah, we're just trying to, um, you know, test the things that, you know, we've been working on and, yeah, there's no sort of better way to figure out, you know, if, if it's been working or not, to, and that's to play real opposition. So, um, you know, when we play intra-clubs and things like that, we sort of, we know what we want to both do as, as two teams, so it's it's hard in that regard, but um, yeah, look, we're going to obviously try a few things differently um, and then sort of, yeah, clean ourselves up a little bit before we get to round one. 
You've had a few coaches, Jack. So Sam Mitchell, Alistair Clarkson, Stuart Jew. You had a year under Rodney Eade as well, didn't you? And a little bit of Dean Solomon. What's the, what's, what, what have you learned from a lot of those guys over time? Because not a lot of 24-year-olds have had that many coaches. Yeah, a yeah, um, bit of a contrast with, with Rocket and then um, had Stewie Jew that came in for a year. Um, actually saw Rocket the other day. He spends a bit bit of time speaking it um, for past players at Hawthorne. We get we get a few past players to come down and have a chat. And he sp- he came down the other day. He's a, he's a great man. Um, yeah, didn't get, didn't get on the end of any sprays, thankfully. But um, yeah, sort of a contrast with with all those four that I that, that have coached me. Um, but yeah, they're all different in their own way. You know, Sam has really been sort of refreshing with you know how as I said before, how he hasn't been out of the game too long, so he sort of understands, you know, what how players are generally feeling and, and things like that. And then um, you know, Clarko's obviously he was a genius, you know, he, he um he worked out a lot of things and was very, you know, had a very good footy brain and um yeah, they're all different in their own ways and all really good coaches. And you kind of got a hard road, really, and a lot of people attacked you when you left the Gold Coast. But it seems like it's a lot easier now, player movement. You've seen, we've seen Jason Horn Francis one year tumultuous year as a draftee at North Melbourne, and you went to the Gold Coast when they moved coach, so it was a tumultuous year. You were there in your first year as well. But Jason Horn Francis leaves after one year. Um, you've got a couple of guys like Tanner Bruin and Ollie Henry leaving after only two years in the system. No one gives them any grief. Ollie Henry you know, said that he wanted to go home and he was only an hour up the highway playing for Collingwood. So did, yeah. did, did you get too much grief at the time when you said you wanted to come home? Oh, look, not not too much. I think that, you know, there was a little bit that was said about, you know, me, me missing home and missing mum and things like that, um, which which is just sort of things you need to laugh, just laugh about. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you just need to do what you think is, is best best for you as a player and what's you know what's going to get the best out of yourself as as a player. So for me, that was yeah, coming back to back to Melbourne and back around family and friends. And um, yeah, another you know good good thing about that was to get to come to Hawthorne, which at that time and um, you know was still had a lot of those older players and um, you know look back to Jared Ruffhead and the Isaac Smith that, that I was sort of desperate to learn off. You know the the ones that um, have had such great careers, and I just wanted to know exactly what they did. So. Um, yeah, I could learn off them and, um, you know, try and get the best out of myself. So I think that looking back, I got a little bit of slack from, from the outside, but, um, yeah, nothing that sort of worried me. I think that this is the best decision that, that I've ever done and ever made. So I've, I'm, um, yeah, no regrets. So the role model issue was an issue that Hawthorne had in spades, but Gold Coast, through no fault of their own necessarily, didn't quite have when you were an 18-year-old kid drafted? Oh look, they had they mate, they had Gary Ablett Jr. You know, like obviously one is a superstar of our game yeah. and one that one that I learned a whole hell lot of um, off. So yeah, look, they definitely had some players. I think yeah, but um, yeah, the I grew up barracking for Hawthorne and you know watching those players and I just yeah I was keen to sort of learn off them and and see what they they were able to produce and um, yeah see what I could do. Yeah, you've been great, Jack. Uh, congratulations on your career so far. Only 24 years of age. And I, I, for one, think that we should be more understanding of 19 and 20-year-old kids who want to go where they feel more comfortable and can play their best football. And I think we're more attuned to that now with the movement of guys like Tanner Bruin and Ollie Henry and Jason Horn francis at the moment as opposed to you know back when you were a 
looking to move. Great to have you on the program. I really appreciate uh, you letting me pick your brain and can't wait to see you in action tomorrow. No worries. Thanks for having me on, Dwayne. Cheers.